Hi, welcome to Coffee with the Sarlos. And I'm their guest, Joanne Hurd. Joe Hurd, safety third. And I'm Karen. And I'm Kelly. <laughs> and what are we talking about today? Oh, you know what? I'm, I think. This is at your request, right? Yeah. I think I would like to talk about how I met Karen and Kelly. Okay. It was a great romantic interlude. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But I know everyone wants to know the story. Um, It's very interesting to me. And, you know, it's all about me. Um, How I did. How did did I meet Karen? Uh, And then after meeting Karen, of course, I met Kelly because. Because it's a package deal. Oh, my God. Are we (laughs) doubly blessed? So, yeah. So if you want, I could talk about that. Because do you remember meeting me, Karen? Not at all. Nice. I have that much of an impression on people. (laughs) No, that's just my memory. Don't take that personally. (laughs) That's what they all say. No, I don't. I love how you can't remember anything I do and you're still my friend. It's true. It's the best. Okay, good. (laughs) Okay. Talk about no judgment. Yeah. No memory, no judgment, no problem. (laughs) That's true. We're good. Uh, I guess uh, it's an interesting story because Karen, uh, you know, kind of came in the middle of an experience that I had. And I, you know, to this day, buying a house, you never really, they don't give you a manual on this. Um, I, I, I bought my house many years ago and I've always been very, very happy there. Then I had a visitor and I don't know if I, if I'm gonna, and I could skip that chapter and then get into Karen or actually, no, I could do a really quick summary because I know we only have an hour. No, mm-hmm. you do whatever you need to. Mm-hmm. It, it was about, yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell you how it all started uh, because I didn't see this coming, but if you listen to things this is another energy thing so part two um so i was working as an ergonomist if everybody listened to the first podcast doing my job it was winter time i had this beautiful old century home and it's always been great energy uh, I, I remember looking at 30 different houses when i wanted to grow up and buy a house and uh didn't find it went off to australia for a month gave up on growing up and buying a house and then this house who which I used to ride my bike by because of energy I was always drawn to it and then my real estate agent calls me and I was camping of course in the middle of nowhere and I'd come back from from Australia and I was fine not trying to look for a house calls me and says Joe I have your house and I said really because I'd given up see Kelly it's just like when you give up things come (laughs) And then, so I said, really? Yeah. And she says, it's on Sherbrooke. Should I say that? Mm-hmm. And I said, there's only one house on Sherbrooke. And I went, is it that house? And every time I would bring up that house, everybody has that same feeling about it. I went, oh my goodness. So I got out of my sleeping bag, you know, came into town and there it was. And of course I said to her, I, I can't afford this house. Single woman, you know. I think I was working then. I was always working. And anyway, she said, yes, you can. Uh, so I ended up luckily within 24 hours owning this beautiful home, who, which has kind of always been in my sphere. Um, moved in for about 10 years, nine, eight, 10 years. Beautiful energy. It always had a great energy. Loved being there. Then I got this beautiful cat, um, rescued little Sophia Bobia, my main coon. Happiest little cat. I'd never had a pet before, never destroyed anything, just simple, happy, taught me really cool things about life. She grounded me pretty much. 
so then a couple years went later. I came home. Life is good. I was on a, a, a business trip coming back from the city, Toronto. And I remember it was in February. It was a very, very cold winter. Coming into the house, um, dropping my suitcases and walking in. And usually my cat, she would just come and greet me at the door like a dog. She's always there at the door and says hi to me. Always has, always will. I just thought it was what they all do. So she didn't come and I was, I called her. I said, Sophia, so Bobsy, where are you? And, and nothing. And then I looked over into the kitchen. She was under the kitchen table, hovering and shaking. Her ears were back and I'd never see her paws were shaking and she was crying. And I never in, in all my, you know, a couple of years with her had seen that. And I just said, somebody's in the house. So I, luckily I was still playing hockey. Then my hockey stick was still in the entrance. I grabbed it and just started screaming, is anybody here? Because I knew somebody was in the house. Physically, I ran up to the stairs. I looked to see if my neighbors were around because they were my next call. Nothing. Nothing's in the house. So very uneasy. I was tired from a road trip. Uh, poor Sophia from that day. Long story short, it, it got worse and worse and worse. She, she wouldn't go to her food. She was, she was, um, crying. She was shaking. She'd be crying in the basement. I have to find her, try and feed her. I was feeling, um, really, really sad. Um, coming home, there was like a darkness over me, which I never had. And I'm like, Oh, so months into it, you know, spring came, it was getting worse. I was getting sick. Um, I was starting to say things to people, you know, something, Sophia's just, something's wrong. She's not coming upstairs anymore. She's not eating. She's really, there. you know, and, and some people would say, oh my goodness, you know, what are you going to do? And, and some people said she must be sick. You know, you need to put her down. Many, many things came and, but my gut said, no, there's, there's, I said, so, in, so months later, and it's funny how, how far you can go because work was busy. I was traveling a lot more than coming back. Uh, I started getting sick. I couldn't sleep at night. Uh, and I could never not sleep. I'm, I'm a great sleeper and, uh, you know, it's, it's my badge and, uh, <laughs> Joe is a sleeper and I covet my sleep, but it was to the point where I was afraid to go to sleep at night. I was keeping the lights on. I was drinking wine. I started drinking wine you know, almost every night. And I don't do that because my nerves were shaken. I could start to feel my energy change. And I was, I was acting like some crazy person. Like I was feeling like a crazy person. I was lighting candles. I was praying to my grandmother, my uncle, you know, they, they'd passed on, um, calling my mom, calling, calling my friends. Some friends, this is over months would say, you know, I talked to, um, a shaman. Maybe you could try smudging. Cause I said, I think there's an entity there's something wrong because mm. I believed, I believed there were ghosts, but I didn't know. I didn't believe there was one in my house, um, for that long. So I got sicker and sicker. Uh, Sophia got sicker and scared. Um, and then finally in the summer, uh, you know, through many different things that really made me start to think this is, this is really wrong. One of my friends, cause I would start to say it to people, I'd say, you know, I'm not feeling well. I'm really tired. And you know, I feel sad. And, and they're like, Oh, Joe, you know, you're, you're single. You've been on your own too long. You're working too hard. There was always an answer. And I just said, really? Um, so I'd go back into my own little cave and think, you know, you know, maybe I am, I'm going to be that 40 something woman on the corner of the street with 12 cats. Maybe this is it. 
you know, maybe I am losing it because this is how you start to think maybe this is it. I'm going to be up at the hospital, the mental health, you know, hospital, you know, whoa, this is because this is just wrong. There's something really wrong happening and, and maybe I should be on meds. So that was my thought process at the time. I was getting sick. I was drinking. I was taking everything to calm my nerves. My, I was watching my, my happy kitten just in fear and anxiety all the time, staring at things and just staring and staring in a room and not going in and never coming up to my bedroom anymore. And, uh, so then somebody said to me, um, call Karen. My friend told me and she said, call Karen Sarlo. And I said, because I'd heard through other friends with cats that you had been a medium for them with their pets. And I went, Oh, okay. And this was June, June or July. So it'd been a long winter. Um, and I said, okay, I'll do anything. So I got your number and I remember, um, actually, no, sorry. I skipped. My mind's going too fast. Um, before then I was playing hockey with a friend, Lori, and she had done some medium stuff with people. So, and then this is all the people were trying to guide me to call somebody. So she said, call Lori. So I remember calling Lori and I'm going, wow, I play hockey with her. You know, it's great how you just meet people. And she does this. So had no idea what a medium does. At that point, I'm desperate. And I called her after work. I was working at the office then. So I was a wild animal in a cage in an office setting. And then I come home to this. So I think my energies were so off that uh, I just was out of my mind again, in a good way, um, as long as you can tap into it. So I remember calling Lori, got home at four o'clock, called her number, and right away she said, Joe. And I said, hey, Lori, it's Joe. And she said, are you okay? And I said, no. I said, something's wrong with my cat. And I said, I hear you, you can, you can talk to her. And she said, yeah, yeah. So just send me her picture. Can you send me a picture? Don't send me her name. I said, on email? I had no idea. So I sent it. She goes, and I'll get back to you tomorrow. I'll, I'll, tr- I'll try and talk to her tonight. So I went to work, came back, grabbed the bottle, I grabbed a glass of wine, started lighting my candles because I was, my anxiety was very, very high. My adrenal glands, I think, were on high max. And I remember the phone ringing and I picked it up and I said, Lori. And uh, she goes, yeah, hey. And I said, did you talk to her? Oh, yeah. She said, I talked to her and she said, you know, she's very sweet. She's like a, you know, she's your little guardian angel. And, and, and I said, is she okay? And she goes, well, I said, there's somebody here, isn't there? She said, yeah. And I said, and they're not happy, are they? And she just said, no. Um, and I was just sitting at home on the phone. I'm going, she goes, do you have a cat carrier? Is she an outdoor cat? Is she an indoor cat? And I said, she's indoor. Can you just put her in the carrier and you and her leave the house? And uh, she said, take the phone. So I'm thinking this must be protocol, you know, tell me whatever. I would have ran in the street singing, jumping up and down naked. Like at that point, Mm -hmm. you're so desperate because I was thinking, okay, I'm going to sell my house. I'm going to get on meds and I'll probably be up the hill. Literally, I was thinking this is what happens. And uh, so I got Sophia. She was so happy because for months then she's been trying to leave the house for a reason. So got her in the cat cage. I'm just shaking, got the phone, go out in the neighborhood, do, do, do. And Lori just said, just sit in your car. So I had my, my SUV. I said, okay, so here we are. 
come on, bubs. And she, right as soon as we left the house, I could feel the calm in her, put her in the truck. We're sitting there in the truck. I'm talking to her. Oh man, this is so, this is nuts. Like, do you believe this? <laughs> and, and, and as you know, we're sitting there and then the phone rang five months, five minutes later. And I said, Lori, and she goes, yeah. And I said, is, is it okay? You know, cause I was terrified to go back in the house. And, uh, she said, yeah, she said, Joe, everything's good. She said, oh, your house is filled with light. It's, it's beautiful. I can see it. You have such a beautiful home. It's safe. He's gone. And I went, he, and she goes, yeah, she said, um, I need to write some stuff down. Can you just, um, go back in the house? Everything's fine. It's safe. Bring Sophia. And at that point I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> Cause I said, are you sure I can just go in the house now? And, uh, she said, yeah. So then I walked in and I opened the door. I remember just opening the door and uh, I've always had beautiful energy, but I hadn't had it in about seven months. So I put Sophia, <laughs> Sophia's carrier and I just opened, she wouldn't come out right away. Um, she was still doing, the head was down. Um, I walked in and I felt just a different energy. It felt light. It felt good again. And then I just sat there and I just started to crumble a bit. And then she just called, Lori called back and said, um, I never had to do that before. And I said, what, do what? Cause I have no idea, right? I have no idea protocol. You guys have taught me so much more. And I think Lori did the best she could. And she, she did it. She said, I've never had to have someone leave their house and their pet to clear a house. And I said, Oh, that's what you call it clearing. And she said, there was, a an old, older man there that, and he was very, very angry and, and so angry and toxic. He said, Sophia's percentage of health at that point was 25% and yours was 45 and she said, that's why I was, I had fear for her because he was lashing out at her in the kitchen and she was just staring at and something. And he had, she said he had claws and he had been lashing out and attacking her for months. Mm. And, uh, she said, I feared for her health and yours. So I needed you to leave because he was so angry at that point. And maybe it's because she was there now trying to get him to cross over. And she said, uh, I said, I said, wow. And she said, there's a, almost a Richter scale of ghosts plus 30 and a minus 30. I guess she's trying to explain it to me because I said, I thought they were only happy ghosts because I have no idea. And she said, You're, this guy was a minus 26 and I didn't think I could get him to leave. And I went, whoa. And she said, uh, he said she said, but he did, he, you know, his family was there. He, he finally crossed over and, um, you know, you, you know, you're going to be a little frazzled. So try and take, I had rescue remedy course I get everything from the natural food store so put some in Sophia's water because I was drinking that too um and take that you're gonna have to calm her nerves you guys have been on high adrenaline for months and um Joe it was like living with an abusive partner but you couldn't see him so then I just collapsed and and you know and then the healing started but so my house had been cleared from a very very angry ghost so then all the questions start coming. How, why, you know, am I a ghost? Do I track them now? It's, what is all this? So Lori kind of just, she's, you know, she kind of just went back to her life. Um, and then I had her come back cause I was still nervous cause I, my adrenal physiologically, I was still on high, high alert. So I had her come back about a week later. I said, could you just please come to the house? Cause she did all this telepathically. 
I said, I just want to, so she came over and she did as you have done when you've come to my house and just said, oh, this, you know, we love your, the garden and your home. It has great energy. And, and then she said, you know, do you, I said, how do you know where he came from? And I remember her, there had been a fire, a massive, uh, house fire, um, that week in February, uh, that night I was woken up to ambulances, uh, rental unit burned, a woman and her dog died. It was horrific. After that, I started feeling a lot of sadness. And she looked over, because it was still kind of gutted and stuff, and she looked over and she said, there was a fire, that's where he came from. Because she had the feeling, she went like this, and she goes, he probably jumped over into your home. And I thought, whoa, so what the hell? Like, you know, am I like the ghost? whisperer now and I've taken all the mean ones and I was still hysterical at that point I just needed a safe place that was always my safe place in the world and I'd had it for a long time but then it was taken away in 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 kind of a sense that nobody would believe uh or fathom and so there were a lot of you know stuff so after that she um she did a, a tour and there was nothing he was, everything was fine. The house was, was happy, you know, and I did start to feel it, but I was, I was now falling back on what the human body had to deal with. So a couple of weeks later, I was talking to friends and she says, you need, go see Karen, Karen Sarlow. And I said, I, I need some help. I said, I, I'm trying to heal, but I'm go see Karen. So I got your number from uh, my friend, Teresa. And because Teresa wouldn't come over, she was scared. All my friends at that point, the, the week before it had been cleared, I would call them and cry, but then none of them would come. They were all afraid now to come to my house. Because here's Joe, stable, strong, she's falling apart. So it was interesting when you look back, you know, the big picture, and you go, okay. So I came to see Karen, and I think you were at school then. Mm-hmm. Kelly was at school. And I came and I just, um, I, I just thought, okay, and you were, you were beautiful, like you were just calm, and you were funny, and you were honest, and you just said, as you say in your introductions, are you okay with this, are you okay with the medium, are you okay, and I was thinking, okay, she's gonna tap in, and she's gonna, I don't have to tell her a thing, and it's so interesting, because we went back, because I needed so much healing, we went into past lives in my first few sessions, I was seeing you, I think it was every two weeks, I was coming in, And uh, it didn't even start with the visitor. That's how deep um, the healing, for me anyway. So I was going into these awesome other worlds and and past lives and my life. And then then one day I said, uh, can you come over and talk to Sophia? So I'd seen Karen for about, I don't know how many, many, many appointments. And I was feeling so much better healing. And I wanted you to come to my home. So you come and meet Sophia and you did. And I remember you sitting in my living room and you were so cool. You showed me all through the room and what animals and things were around. And you're just like, oh, I just, this house is great. And so it was another reaffirmation. And, uh, and then you just sat there and I just sat there and you looked over into my kitchen and, uh, and I had not told you anything about the visitor at that point. And I went, who's in the kitchen? So I looked and, and, uh, and then it just started coming out. I said, well, you know, the the reason I, I started to go to you because I got your name because I had had a visitor in this house and you looked at me with this beautiful smile and confidence and you just said, I know. And you said, he's here. 
And then my heart skipped and I thought, but Karen looks so calm. It must be fine. I'm fine. I'm with Karen. And, uh, and then I said, he's here. And you said, yes. And, uh, and you, you explained to me that he'd come back to thank me. Oh. And I said, wow. Because I totally didn't understand any of that because I had been in such darkness with him. Mm-hmm. He had brought in such darkness and, and fear that, and you said, he's come to thank you, Joe. And this is what he's telling you. And you said to me, you said, he, he was, he was afraid. He was in between the worlds for years. And he, the more afraid he got, the more angry and f- he, people get. And, and he was at the point that he was so toxic and angry. He said, you said that he did come from that house across the street and he flew into your roof came into your home and you said, he's telling me to tell you because your house is love. And and you said, and he said, he, he wants you to know that he came here and you helped him to cross, move forward because your house was love and fear and anger needs love, um, to, to cross. And I just, that blew my mind. And I said, wow. And, uh, I said, that's a compliment. Um, and I really, really had to process that. And then he just left. Um, and you said, no, he's gone. He just wanted to thank you. Um, and that, that, you know, um, kind of blew my mind and you talked to Sophia. I remember you telling me some medical stuff about her cause I wanted to make sure she was healing and yeah. And it's been a wonderful journey ever since. Um, you know, it's, uh, something was thrown in some energy and entity was kind of thrown at me because I like extreme things, I guess, um, which, which unfortunately that's what it takes to see, but thank God for you. And then Kelly is now I'm learning cause Kelly came home from university and I still to this day say, I don't know what I would have done if I hadn't chosen that path of unknown, but you guys have gotten me to this point. And, and I don't know if I would be here if I hadn't had your healing and your under your teachings from then on, because I was thrown in such a different world that I had never been. And, uh, yeah, I'm so lucky to have you. So that's how I met you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It, it boggles my mind hearing how beautiful that story is that I can't remember it. <laughs> well, but I know that it's a part of who I am. And that I'm just learning to accept it all the time that I don't have that memory. Yeah. Because the channeling and being that open always leaves my mind uncluttered. Wow. And it leaves my mind free for what is always flowing in. Coming in. In that moment for the next person. Yeah. The person that's that's right there that I'm engaged with at at that time. Thank goodness. Yeah. Because... I don't know. It sets you free. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a freedom to not carry that. Not yeah, and that somehow we really seem to value in our society memory, and we're so afraid of losing it. I think of people with dementia or Alzheimer's or aging, how we can be so afraid of losing that part of the mind, mm-hmm. and not be able to recognize what incredible gifts can come with that. Yeah. Of of what you let go of when you don't hold on to every single memory. Yeah. It would be and it doesn't make free. you less functioning. It doesn't make no. you less human. It doesn't make you less intelligent 
or less powerful or yeah that it can make you lighter or freer to experience more love than it does what you and you said something that I thought was beautiful about and I can't remember it word for word (laughs) of course (laughs) but it's something that you said above about him being um so afraid Mm -hmm. and that because he was afraid he got angry yeah, the and fear when, brought him to such angry and toxicity. Yes, and I think when you said that, it was like, oh my God, oh my God, light bulb moment, teachable moment. Because it's like when we are scared and we stay scared, we don't realize that we become angry. So mm-hmm. some of us stay scared in the job or stay scared in all kinds of different relationships with family. We're afraid, to, you know, to maybe leave our part of our family or our whole family, mm-hmm. um, whatever we stay scared. We're, we're afraid to leave our group of friends mm-hmm. um, because or for whatever reasons, being isolated or alone, but we don't understand that in that fear, we start feeling anger. Yeah. And if, if our friend group says to us, well, you know, we're dumping your ass because you've become miserable we don't know. We can't even see the, the that part of us that's angry. We just get angrier. Yeah. And you, you hurt and break down people and processes in the meantime. Well, I hear, heard everything you said about how you broke down in your own fear and, and what, what it did to you and in the different mm-hmm. ways that you tried to reach out in any way that you could that our society says are ways that you could reach out, mm-hmm. whether it's medication or asking friends or um, alcohol, or whatever, whatever it is, that, that um, sometimes we we think if we step out of that box, those boxes, and do something that's weird, um, that that's not okay. So some of us can only go back to those same boxes and just keep repeat, repeating, trying again. I'll try a different medication. I'll try a different mm-hmm. friend, but we don't step right outside of that to think that there's something else that's different. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I certainly am seeing in our culture right like now, and because both Kelly and I have global practices that other cultures don't just give us a few boxes. Yeah. But that also here in North America, we're starting to recognize that there are other boxes. And one of them, as funny as this sounds to me, is yoga. Mm-hmm. But that some of us even think that that's weird. Or yeah. I still hear people say things like that they don't believe in chiropractors. Yeah. And, and that that's weird that's or that they would never have a massage. And yet some of these professionals are, are called weird as, as, as in the same box as me mm-hmm. and Kelly. So true. And it's just labeling and it's just fear that have, that brings us all out. Yeah. And you could see how it even, you know, and I learned different fear in that side of the, you know, I don't know, spectrum, you know, and that almost caused me. Like what a difference. Like it's, I'm so glad I had some courage to just keep going through that unknown path and and just keep healing and learning through you guys rather. Yeah. And then, and, and you know, I, I think one time you said, I said to you, what if, what happens? Cause this it ha- can happen all the time. There are angry ghosts and you always hear about the haunted houses and people move into them and it's awful. And then they leave. And I said, you know, why, and it's true. A lot of people wouldn't call you or, or have mm-hmm. a friend you play hockey with who happens to talk to your animals. And you think, how lucky was I to have, you know, a circle of friends who knew little bits of everything, but didn't mm-hmm. delve. But it eventually got me here 
and I was just ready to just, I took that path rather than sell my house, go on meds and just, yeah, I'm get five more cats. And it, it's because that would have been the easier route. And, and I, and I could well, think about that, 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 that actually would, could create some pain. Yeah. But that that would be your easier route easier than trying scene. something. Cause yeah. I had friends who were really, and it changed relationships mm. after that too, because you don't know somebody until you tell some of your closest friends the story. Cause I, as part of my healing, I needed to start talking about it because I would just say little blips. Oh, Sophia is not well or, you know, a little, mm-hmm. but then after everything, I, I started telling people and I just went, okay, this is, I just started coming out. It was part of my healing. I would cry and I had to heal. And, and I remember telling it camping and canoeing as I do with, with some of my hardcore close friends and they were so beautiful. Like we're sitting in a campfire in the middle of nowhere in Tomogamy, which is spooky enough. Right. And then a ghost story comes out that was real and because they knew something was wrong with Joe, but let's go. And so I needed to go to my healing place. And, mm-hmm. and these women, most from Toronto and my North Bay canoe friends too. So it started coming out then and they were unbelievably thrown, you know, just thrown aback. But they said, I remember one of them said, Joe, that's unbelievable story. And the way I told it, they, they said the way you, the passion, the way you tell it, it's got to be right. And they said, and it's you. I wouldn't believe anyone about that story, but it's coming from you. And, you know, that was, I was trying to find myself again. Because I think I lost myself in that year because of all the doubts and the stuff that was coming in. Ah, now you know why he could get there. Uh, Why? Well, partly because that's exactly what he was feeling. Oh. His doubts, his fear. Yeah. And and yet... Um, you know, it all, I think it all ties in together when you're talking about your friends saying that they, they believe it because it's coming from you. That speaks to your integrity with which you live each day. Because, yeah, and in a lot of ways that is an unfathomable kind of story for most people. Mm-hmm. But for them to have no doubt in their mind that it's true because you said it, you must therefore be an honest person, some a person of her word, mm-hmm. for them to be able to... Just accept, even if they yeah. did, even if they, if there they were, were parts un- of them that they couldn't yeah. believe was true. Yeah. Right. Um, that was so interesting. And yeah. On top of that, and I'm really stressing the integrity of it because when you're talking about anger needing love, sadness needing love to heal, you were that place that he chose, that home, not just the physical home, mm-hmm. but you and Sophia, and that mm-hmm. again I think speaks to your integrity. Because mm-hmm. if that's what he's seeking and is needing for his next step, mm-hmm. there he was in your home, wow. not the house next door. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, they find your home on purpose. Now, can I kind of come yeah. in a little bit? Yeah. So I want to say that I there is a little story here for me behind all of this. Mm-hmm. And it starts, well, I was asked to come to a Catholic high school and that there was a spirit in a classroom. And the teacher called and said, do you think you could come? She is a teacher who, whose students are the high-risk students. And they are the ones that are all sent into one classroom from all the different grades wow. uh, because they're at risk of, of, of dropping, out. dropping out of high school. Yeah. So they call themselves the freaks or the weirdos or whatever. And um, 
for whatever reason that they're there, behavioral or, yeah. you know, learning disabilities or whatever. And so she asked me to come because, and think, oh, what, a, what a, an amazing, beautiful spirit this woman is. Mm-hmm. So she said, could you come to the classroom? Because there's this guy, one student that sits right in front of my desk facing me every day. And um, there's a sp- there's this, this spirit that comes into the classroom that disrupts this and him and me. And she says, and he, he I, every time he comes in, I get this pain in my neck and in my shoulders. And I'm in physio, I'm in Cairo, mm-hmm. uh, like I'm going a couple of times a week. I've got this huge phys- pain it, and, it, and, you know, and I think of ergonomics and her chairs and all that other kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I think of these spirits that, that are coming into the classroom. Yeah. So I said, yes, I said, I would love to. So I went in and I just was observing the class. She didn't tell them why I was there. I just was allowed to observe. And she asked me to do my job in that I was hired to remove the spirit. Mm -hmm. And so in my ego, I walked in and saw the spirit sitting on top of her head facing the student. And it was an older gentleman. Mm -hmm. And so I said to him, you really need to leave. You're disrupting this class. You're disrupting the, the teacher and you're giving her pain in her neck and her in her back and he just said really and I said yes I said you need you need to get out so I'm a little bit muscling him here and telling him that he has to get out of the classroom so he obliged and got out and I think it was within two to three days that the teacher called me immediately and said you need to get your ass back into my classroom because my students are just are are all dropping out (laughs) What? <laughs> uh, and the student who was sitting in front of me has been suspended. So all hell has broken loose. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah. <laughs> oops. Why are you calling me back? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the hell am I supposed to do? You asked me to get rid of a spirit and I did my job. I did it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listened to you and I gave you what you told me to do, making her mm-hmm. my boss. Wow. So then I come back into the classroom and the spirit of this man is standing there and he's looking at me. And I'm thinking, oh, shit, he's back. <laughs> oh, shit, he's here. So I said to him, instead now of muscling him, I come from a different perspective. And I say, I look at him and I go, um, I think I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I might be here to apologize and um, ask you, you know, maybe your role in this classroom. Maybe I should have asked you a few questions before I kicked your ass out. <laughs> and he says, yeah. The young man sitting facing the teacher, I'm his grandpa. And I went, what? And he went, I'm his grandpa. I'm the reason he's in school. I sit on her head every day because he can focus on me. Because he sees me. Because, and I'm the reason he's in school. I am the reason this class functions. They all see me. And I'm like, oh my God. Wow. And I said, I am so sorry. He goes, you know, Karen, you could have asked me who I was, what I was here to do. Mm-hmm. You could have you could have asked a few good questions, which in hindsight is my daughter Kelly's forte, asking yeah. questions. You. So, oh, you're so welcome. So as a mother, yeah. I could have taken note and listened to my daughter and learned a few things off of her page of life. Mm. And I didn't because in my arrogance of being a mom or being uh, whatever I think I am, I walked in there to muscle things and because I had to, I thought that what the, the person who hired me to do, I should do instead of just being me. Yeah. I let her run the show. Yeah. 
And he taught me, uh, you can interrupt in just a second, Kelly, sorry. Mm -hmm. He taught me a huge lesson that I thought that the human being was my boss. And boy, I have never forgot that lesson for every single client and every single person I've loved in my life Mm -hmm. in that moment and since then. That no human ever comes in here and says, uh, I want to talk to my mother and I have to do it. I say to the mother, do you want to talk to your daughter? Mm-hmm. What would you like? I ask the spirit world a million questions. You're their voice. Because I'm their voice and I'm their guardian. And so if somebody comes in and wants to abuse my gifts or the spirit world and their messages and their wisdom, I now stand there and I ask them first. Mm-hmm. And the hu- and I always say to human beings, you are not my boss. Yeah. I learned my lesson. So when I came to your house... Or when I'm get to call to do a house clearing, or I'm get I, I'm asked to read for, you know messages for an animal or a human being mm-hmm. alive or dead, my first job is to honor the spirit world and to ask them for permission, and to ask them how I'm to proceed. Mm-hmm. So I take my cues. Yeah. Oh yeah, you do it wonderfully. But because we always have a little bit of an intention. Yes. But I just let it roll because. Yeah. I, I so know that e- even the fact that when I first started coming, I thought the ghost story would come out, but deeper things came out and I was just patient. And Joe, one of the things I've learned about all of these different things, the one at the school and the one with you, is that every like bad spirit, negative spirit has their story. Mm-hmm. They have the reason why they're creating a chaos. So if someone calls me and says, I have to get rid of a negative spirit, do you need, do you believe in bad spirits? No. Well, come on, there's a bad spirit in my house and he's throwing knives. Mm-hmm. No, that's just somebody throwing a temper tantrum. I don't believe in bad kids either. Yeah. So there's a child having a temper tantrum. Sit down and talk, find it out, communicate. So, so the very same thing for me is that there's no bad spirit. Yeah. There's no negative spirit. There's no ghosts that haunt your house. Mm-hmm. There are They are somebody's family. Mm-hmm. They are a, a spirit that's seeking help. And as long as they get that help, it can always be turned around into love and into a positive solution. Hmm. And that's what I learned from the school experience and then from visiting your house. Mm -hmm. So if someone says to me, oh, I got to call somebody else, they always deal with negative spirits. I just say, go for it. If they are doing a good job and that they are asking the right questions and valuing the lessons Mm -hmm. for all of those people and not thinking that they've got to go in and muscle it, then they're in good hands. Otherwise, you've got ego. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, go oh, ahead. I, that, that sends me into a fury because I I don't believe in those in, in those um, practitioners, I'll call them. No, I know. I, I'm agreeing. Uh, but you said it's so people-pleasing. Oh. <laughs> of, of go ahead. Um, if they're doing a great job, then that's great. Well, I mean that those two people have to learn a lesson, <clears throat> and I'm not always willing yeah. to interfere in and, somebody else's lesson. Right. Okay, that's fair. Because there's lots to learn. Yeah. And I just think in that situation, if you're calling someone to come back over and over again, because the spirit keeps coming back for whatever their purpose is. And they will. You are creating a a dependency on that professional. That's right. You and I have always been very clear. You know, I know, Joe, you had mentioned that you were coming back every two weeks or so, but that's never 
because you or I have sat down and said, now we need to see you again in no. two weeks. Mm-hmm. I just I just knew. I right. just did it. Mm-hmm. And so we will always say whenever you feel it's necessary, if or when you decide to come back, that's up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the people who are saying, you know, you call me whenever you need negative negative um, energies removed, there's there's so much of a fear instilled in them. Um, and, yeah. and we always miss the point if we're focusing on the fear. And but my point is, is that those people will be attracted to that type of practitioner right. to learn that lesson together <clears throat> about feeding into negativity. I'm on the same page now. And I'm just saying we sit here and offer a different choice. But there are piles of humans that never want to see a positive choice. Well, no, because that becomes part of their story. That's how they live. Yes. That's not just about the ghost situation. That's about their relationships and their their behaviors. That's correct. Mm-hmm. We're always learning. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being here. Is that good? Okay. Bye for now. <laughs>